Which one make up your... This is where it gets confusing, Nick. Um, where are you wearing the sock? Where are you wearing the sock? And is it... If you're just wearing it on your calf, it, you know, is it a sleeve or is it a sock? Because that could make all the difference. Yeah. Well, I... I, I, I yeah, so a sock goes over the foot and the calf. Um, so is it a sleeve or have a calf. It's not. It's, it's a sock, but I have, I have the sleeve for when I'm running, so that, but that probably is placebo. Detachable sock, or is it a completely new device? It's a zip-on, zip-off. <laughs> <laughs> Lend me your ears. This nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. I'm recording. Oh, God. Fingers crossed for the tech today, man. I'm recording in 4K at my end. And I know you don't have that functionality. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I have got my <laughs> microphone closer to my mouth. I like it, mate. Yeah, we get, we're getting there. We're making progress. Every, oh. Small steps. I don't know whether people are, you know, if they're watching the video, but I wonder whether this slug of a mustache that is, it's probably, it's looking the best it's looked for a, for a while, actually, whether that's create, you know, it is acting like one of those booms that they have on a sound set and making me just sound that just that little bit sexier, you know, the big muffly, yeah, yeah, um, you know, hairy caterpillar thing. They they call that a dead cat, I think. That's a my mustache term. or uh oh right I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how you been you, if, you, if you were to cut yours in nick oh yeah oh, yeah i'm good i'm good we've been doing a lot of um we had a, a weekend full of entertaining so which is great because that's just what i love to do um so we had some friends over and then we had uh saturday yeah friends over on saturday and uh, just getting through the anxiety of um, hosting is great, but when you host people that don't have kids and you've got a two-year-old, there's just a stark contrast of you living, even though they came to us, just in the back of my mind, I was like, are they having a good time? Do we need to do something else? Do we need to stop talking about our kid? <laughs> They're probably fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. then we had fa- family, on, family on Sunday. So the crazy family on Sunday. So my auntie and uncle and my cousins, um, who are 19 and 22, different set of anxiety. Mm. Are they, do they, do they think I'm cool still? Um, mm. the answer is probably no. Yeah. But no, that was good. Well, it was good. And you, the weather came, the weather came yesterday. So that was, you're working hard. You're working hard at the cool bit, aren't you? With the, like the baggy t-shirt, the mullet and the, uh, tash. I'm trying, you know, you might not <laughs> aesthetically find that look particularly pleasing, but it is certainly a complete look. So, how are you? <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> busy with the boys. Busy, busy running around chasing boys. Um, my boys, I should prefix. Um, <laughs> yep. And <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same old, same old. So um, let's let's start straight away with the training update. Should I go first? Please. Yeah. Tell me. So last. <clears throat> I, I'm you're just going to assume everyone listens to every single episode, but um, well, <laughs> they probably don't. Why would, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you assume uh, that? And why wouldn't you be listening to all of them? 
Anyway, in case you didn't, I talked a little bit about some marathon training I'm doing at the moment on the last episode. And obviously the focus hasn't changed uh, because I haven't completed the marathon yet. But uh, what I wanted to expand upon more is that some of the recovery components. Um, and, and we mentioned <clears throat> that I don't have very long to train. Um, so it's, it's kind of a compressed training window. Um, I think I wouldn't advise that, uh, but I am, I am. So I'm pretty much trying to run every other day or trying to, well, <clears throat> trying to squeeze three runs in, in a week and obviously trying to get longer. So recovery and rest becomes super important. Uh, the two bits that I think are, are top of mind that I wanted to share, uh, with you, Matt on the podcast, and hopefully the listeners will find useful is, um, firstly, understanding i guess there's three facets to it understanding what what rest looks like for you so being um being active in your recovery an active participant and not just waiting until you can then go out for another run or wait then to do your next training window um is is something it sounds obvious like a lot of things we talk about but i don't think it is necessarily so i've been doing some soft tissue work every night and then some mobility work every morning because I'm 44 now, so I do tend to get a bit stiff and all the exercise sort of disciplines running is one that just, um, yeah, makes us, makes us super tight and super stiff. And I've seen that all running coaching that I've done over the years. Runners tend to be horrific when it comes to mobility, male, female, doesn't matter. Tight through the hip flexors, massively tight, rec fem in the, through the quads. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to avert that avoid that as much as possible so lots of mobility and some soft tissue work as well especially on my calves um because they get super super tight even with um uh you know proper running trainers as opposed to some barefoot stuff that i might have done in the past yeah so uh active recovery soft tissue work make sure mobility is, is a primary focus every day um and then nutrition is the other part of it so i think i've come to terms with um that my body my body composition will shift kind of in the in the quote unquote wrong way so my body fat will go up as i train as a runner believe it or not um <clears throat> dispelling some some uh, uh myths out there maybe um and um my so but i'm trying to get enough calories and enough protein basically um which for me being kind of quite active guy is takes takes effort so i can't just rely on just eating i have to kind of be be kind of quite um an active participant in eating enough <laughs> anyway i did give you an opportunity to ask questions mate so what do you think about that well i well yeah i mean just to refresh everybody it's quite nick is on quite a crazy time schedule here so in he's got a running past um he's not running from his past but he has a he has running in in his past um and so he can go at it pretty pretty hard we talked about load management and that's where kind of where people get unstuck and i think that's true of anybody uh, whether you're an experienced runner or you're not so nick is on is having to prioritize the running and i would the first question is are you doing apart from any uh, apart from the soft tissue stuff um are you doing any other what i would call like gym training fitness training or is it solely running and is that because there just isn't enough time in the day or is that something that you don't feel like you need? Um, 
I, I think the schedule doesn't allow for much other stuff. So I am doing mobility, like I said. Um, I am obviously doing the running training and I try to squeeze in one, maybe what I'd consider one and a half kind of strength sessions, but very, very light uh, because of the load I'm putting through my body in the running. Okay. And then the other question that sort of came to mind is that these um, recovery strategies and they're always in and around the zeitgeist, aren't they? You know, Theraguns, um, foam rolling's taking a bit of a bashing over the last couple of years. But I remember back in 2008, you couldn't start a session without doing 40 minutes on a lacrosse ball. So um, with that kind of stuff, um, is the reason that you do it, is that physical and only physical or do you think there's a psychological component to keeping you in the rhythm, feeling like you're doing the best, even if, even if it's, um, you don't think that, that, that you know, there, there are huge um, physical benefits. It just keeps you in the rhythm of focusing on that end goal of getting to the, getting to the start line and then obviously ultimately getting to the finish line. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know the the jury's out onto the the scientific benefits of things like soft tissue work, foam rolling, etc. But it, I find maybe not around some of the bigger muscles, but around the calves and some of the smaller muscles around the lower leg, um, the, the the increased blood flow supports my recovery really, really well. Um, yeah. You could argue that's placebo. <laughs> I don't know. But um, in the kind of very anecdotal references that I use, when I don't when I don't go at my calves with a foam roller or, or, or a ball, um, they they will take longer to unstiffen to get to get looser. Mm. And I just think that let's just to play a game here was if I was training Nick now, um, and we were talking about his training and he was really enthusiastic about it. If let's say we, I, I take the position of somebody that isn't too fast on the mobility piece and all this uh, soft tissue work as a coach, am I, am I using this time to put across my ideas to Nick? who's on a short term. Um, he's got a lot of urgency with the marathon just around the corner. Is this the right time as a coach to be banging on and, like about your views about something that they're feeling pretty positive about the answer is no and it i would say that the most important thing you you know you know this nick is that you know from what i'm standing is that nick is able to do the running that he needs to do and because it's such a short timeline i think was it 10 weeks you said which is eight you know eight, eight which is madness really Obviously, there's some training context that he is always, you know, he's fitter than your average bear and has had some sort of athletic training in his program throughout. So he's not going in completely couch to 5K, but the main component of his training is getting up enough miles into the legs that make him feel confident that he can both get to the start line and do, you know, what he wants to do during the race. And that's the most important bit of the training. If the soft tissue work and the mobility work, regardless of, whether somebody else's opinion says, well, I read the science this way and that if it's making Nick do the work that he's, he's going to get the most return on investment for as a coach or his coach, if I was it, I'd be all for it. Even if it was sitting in a sauna or standing upside down, if it makes him want to get out and get that volume into his legs from the road, from the running, I'm all for that. Mm. The other thing that I wanted to mention, actually, which you reminded me of, but just by saying that, is um, maybe another placebo effect is the, the recovery sock. 
So like having <laughs> a restriction. I, I, I'm not joking. Well, now you're putting both sides <laughs> of the coin. You want the you want the increased blood flow from the from the yeah. Which one? Make up your. This is where it gets confusing, Nick. Um, <laughs> where are you wearing the sock? Where are you wearing the sock? <laughs> and is it if you're just wearing it on your calf? You know, is it a sleeve or is it a sock? Because that could make all the difference. Yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah. So a sock goes over the foot and the calf. Um, so is it a sleeve or have the calf. It's not. <laughs> it's it's a sock, but I have the I have the sleeve for when I'm running. So, that, but that probably is placebo. Detachable sock, or is it a completely new device? <laughs> it's a zip on, zip off. <laughs> can i just say that if you yeah this is another good thing you mentioned being 44 um one of the great, great things about getting older is hopefully that you're going to have a little bit more money disposable income and you can just get this stuff and if you think you're going to get 0.5 percent or whatever the percentage is if it's low if it's in your sort of budget to spend on your hobby i say go for it get it get it in <laughs> You know, like, I thought, um, you know, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, oh, go on then. this is the thing with, this is the thing with being 44. You can get away with looking like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never say that. No. I mean, I think about when I was back in the day and I, you know, not running, but I spent, was it, I think it was, I think there were 90 quid, my Adidas lifting shoes. It was like the most I'd ever spent on a training thing. And I didn't buy a belt. I did buy some knee sleeves after after the uh, the weightlifting shoes. But I couldn't just have like the 40 quid do win ones. I had to get the, you know, the ones that were in the videos. And it's always been the same with football boots and all that kind of stuff. It's, Mate. you know, does that account for the sets and reps that you've got to do or just putting in the time and effort to get strong? No, but if it makes you feel good you know, and it's kind of creates a little bit more buy-in. Um, I was just playing devil's advocate there. Obviously, Nick needs to do what he needs to do in order to get him on the road. And I support all of those decisions. It's good stuff. Thank you, mate. I was going to say with the, let's, do you want to expand? No, but hang on, hang on. Cause I, Sorry. I banged on about my training last week and it's not quite as interesting because I haven't got as much urgency as you. So you were talking about food and you sort of skipped over the fact that you're going to let the rig go a little bit. And I wanted mm. to know, <laughs> um, just explain that for people, because you've been a little smile on your face there when you were like, contrary to opinion, this running is probably going to change the, um, change the, the aesthetic. Is that because you are just consuming lots more calories because you've got to, you know you need to recover more, so it's just easy just to throw the kitchen sink at it. And with that comes a little bit of, extra fluff around the edges or do you think it's because you're neglecting some of that sort of hypertrophy work or more gym-based work uh it's there's probably a third both those i think probably would be the case so i'm eat, i'm eating more calories therefore i'm probably going to be increasing my body fat um i am doing less strength work so the muscle growth and hypertrophy won't be there. But the third option I think is the most interesting. So let me take a step back. I think I'm talking in layman's terms, which is what I try to do on the podcast. I think there's a there's a, a thinking out there, maybe not a, 
uh, a conscious thought process, but I think a lot of people think, oh, I need to get fit. I'll go for a run. I think that's a common kind of mindset. And I, I don't think that's, that's the case in context for most people. I, like, I don't think that's the fastest way to the goal that they've got. That's why I touched on it. Cause I think, so what I think is happening to me is my, uh, my, my muscle mass is going down, not just because I'm not doing the strength training. I could afford to take a month off strength training and probably, but because I'm increasing the running, increasing the cardiovascular exercise, that those signals are to be as light as possible. And I'm going to downregulate some of that muscle synthesis I believe. Um, so it's, it, so it's kind of a, a counterintuitive argument to say that if you, if your plan is to drop fat, don't go for runs as a primary process to that goal. And that's, that's kind of, I guess the point of the nerve I was touching on. I, uh, yeah, I can jump in on that because I, th- there's, a a famous, um, I suppose a way of thinking about this is like, do you think that um, basketball makes you tall or that all tall people play basketball? And so I think people look at people that love to run and they run a lot and they're out there and they're finding it very easy. And it's very e- and, and you sort of look at that person and think, oh, well, then running just makes you thin. But maybe they run because they're nice and light to begin with or that for other reasons. So I think, and there are lots of other reasons why people want to do the running is because it's free and it looks like a fundamental human like movement pattern. I think, I think there's something sort of innate in there, but it's mainly because it's, it's free and you don't have to go to a gym and, and feel all conscious about it. But the secondary thought is, well, you know, I'll use this as my main modality to, to lose weight. Um, and then run into all the other t- things we were talking about last week, which is just load management. Running is hard, um, hard on the body, can be hard on the body, and people just do a little bit too much too too soon. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> basketball. I, l- I like the analogy of, I like that analogy. And to go a little bit deeper on this one, because I think it's worth pondering. If you are overweight and you see running as a mechanism to drop fat. That's the goal, right? We talk about weight, but actually we're interested in dropping fat. Um, that means you're going to eat, you're going to have to do, you've got a couple of options to tip the scales. You, you want to increase your energy expenditure and you want to um, bring down your energy on inboarding, inbound input. The words right, your 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 energy input you want to bring down. So you, so you want to drop the number of cal- total calories. You could, you know there isn't another way around that. Dieting, whatever you want to look at. But running is a poor mechanism to increase your metabolism, increase your energy expenditure across a twenty four forty eight hour period. It's a very poor way to do that, and that the science supports that. In when you go for a run, it you will get a, a marginally more. Uh, calorific burn than if you were to do a weight training session but spread that out over 24 hours and it's markedly less couple that with not you're not increasing your muscle mass probably you're reducing it to a certain extent we talked last week about hunger that being that being a direct impact to hunger but i think probably more importantly is you're not creating a a reservoir a a body tissue that can absorb more calories so you're fighting a losing battle because 
you're reducing the the only organ in your body that you've got as a tool to allow you to take more calories on board. So if you've come at come at a thing, thinking I've eaten too much, so I, the scales are balanced in the wrong way, pun intended. Um, I need to flip the switch and go the other direction. Then building muscle again, we talked about this last time is 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 I think the biggest lever you've got because you're generating an organ within your body, you're growing an organ that can consume more calories. Um, so it's, it's kind of win-win. Um, yeah. We're going to get to, we're going to touch back on this in, in towards the end when I'm allowed to have my little rant. Um, right. And right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll touch back in on that. And, uh, you know, when people are looking at the modalities that they're, they're using and, what their expectations are in order, you know, we can talk about a little bit about fat loss then. Mm-hmm. Um, just on my, I'm not sure we could, we could keep going on, on the, on the running stuff for, for a long time, but uh, this, I just to throw in the counterpoint, if you want to look at somebody who is, or these hybrid athletes that do like a lot of long distance running and uh, still carry around a lot of muscle, look at a guy called Alex Vieda on instagram <laughs> he's like deadlifting well he's um american so they do it in freedom units don't they so i think it's like 800 <laughs> eight maybe, maybe yeah like not on not 800 pounds on the reg but certainly over 700 pounds deadlift which is a um is a shit ton and yeah he What's does all name? these alex crazy Vieda. trail runs as well alex viada yeah v-i-a-d-a now, I listened to a podcast with him the other day. Lovely bloke. I'm always a bit confused about, and I, I give the Americans a bit of a bad thing there, but it just seems that a lot of people on in America are just casual sort of PED users. And maybe it's the fact that he does a lot of running that makes me suspicious that, because I have some biases that if you do a lot of running, then you can't hold a lot of muscle. I think that's what his whole business is based off is that you can do both if you're willing to uh, be clever about the training and and really put the time into it. Um, but yeah, they're a super smart guy, absolutely tonked um, and does a lot of running, done, done, has done a lot of ultras and that kind of stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like the real deal. It's not the real deal, but um, yeah, cool. So, uh, if- section two, as we've got more of a structure to the podcast, are you happy to move on, Matt? Yeah, sure, let's do it. So, coaching corner. Oh, this is section three. We're not doing section two. I get really confused. Um, coaching corner performance as the goal for trading versus. Uh, an aesthetic goal or a fat loss goal. Have I summed that up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been in the gym um, a lot this year, just taking a look around the gym, spending less time on my phone, basically banned myself from being in the gym um, with my phone so that I could just see what was going on, mostly to tune into my own training. But you do observe other... um, others why you're there and as well doing all the musings and stuff and especially with interactions between clients and I what I'm trying to do is shift them to a mindset that when they're going in to to use the gym as a way to observe progress in their performance 
basically, to chase those kinds of numbers. More weight, more reps, faster recovery, just being faster, being fitter. Maybe even you can bring in the aesthetics to it and say, um, you know, adding more muscle, et cetera. Um, that can be a little bit more um, subjective to start with before it sort of starts to come through and it is a slow process. But to try to think about it as those qualities or in terms of increasing your performance rather than and just keeping that the goal with the gym and wh where does all this come from and for me it's i love the fact that you know we are talking a little bit more about mental health and how exercise has a massive impact on that that's a great thing and i don't want to speak for everybody that goes to the gym because there may be a real wide breadth of why people go it could be mental health stuff it could be the performance stuff it could be completely just to look better and that's also fine it could just be something to do because you've got time in between i don't know classes or uni or whatever it's just a it's out of the rain um but if you're chasing those kind of numbers it, the gym can just be the place where you go to improve your performance it doesn't have to be to provide all the energy expenditure you need in order to lose weight it doesn't need to be you know your counselor in fact if you need you know if you're finding yourself in that kind of space then you should be better off to go in to get some help rather than leaning on the exercise to provide more than it can do all right so yeah that was kind of that's kind of the thing that i've been thinking about the most is just to try and get more people into being comfortable that it's okay to chase those performance numbers and if you don't know what they are for you personally that's when you can reach out to somebody and you know you don't have to track everything but to, to track those and i think that's just a better it's a more positive way to um experience the gym and it also takes the pressure off the gym being absolutely everything so yeah that's kind of what I, i've been pon yeah. pondering over the last couple of weeks i um i like it i like it i think I'm always trying to work out because I, you know, my, my sort of underpinning theory to why a lot of people don't make progress in their health and fitness is they don't have objectivity. So they're not able to get outside of the blender. Um, and that's obviously where a benefit of something like a coach um, comes in or someone who does your programming for you or keeps you accountable. And this for me falls into that realm because you've got uh, an objective measure in place. So you are much more likely to progress because you've got those numbers to go for. And I, I, love, the, I love the fact that it's taking the emotion and the, 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 the subjectivity of, of the whole thing. Like, oh, I've got to go to the gym because I need to feel good and I need to, you know, you know drop my fat and this. It's just like, no, no, no. I turn up. I try and lift a little bit more than last time if we're talking about strength training. Um, and I go home. It's just you're mechanistic in your approach, and I think that is a that is a good way to be. I really do. And, and it's it's it sounds overly simplified, I guess, like a lot of things that we bang on about. But it's you know, if all we're really trying to do is create these habits within habits that allow us to progress in life, really, um, and and making it so simple. I think really does support that that notion that we, we we can just we can just turn up, try to hit the target, 
fail or succeed, walk away, turn up again. Yeah, like when you see yeah, classic Matt, when, when you started talking about that, and that's quite a, I would say that that's to, to one end of, um, you know, being very, very objective about everything and removing the emotion of that. And immediately I, I was like, oh, I'm seeing it now. Um, I think for everybody, you know, individually, it's going to be, <clears throat> you know, it's, it needs its own context and its own nuance. For those people that are like overly emotional in the gym, they probably need a little bit less. If you're like, you need to be more towards what Nick was saying there and be a little bit more objective and it can be that and you can see great results and it can take the pressure off. Um, the gym being anything other than just somewhere where you go and perform. If you're only in the detail and that you're just not emotionally invested in your um, training, unless you're a certain personality type and quite, I don't know, I wouldn't say robotic, then maybe you need to invest in some time, maybe not even in the gym, but outside and other forms of exercise that create that little bit of emotion in you um, just to, just to balance that out. Um, but I definitely well, feel I that. Oh, carry on. Yeah, go. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're managing a slight delay here. Aren't we? So I think, yeah, but my, my kind of rebuttal to that would be the guys and girls listening to this podcast probably don't have that robotic challenge in their life, not overly uh, robotic about their health and fitness, because I think if they were that they would have mechanisms in place to really succeed in that realm and you know, they'd probably be looking to another resource out there to help them to detach from, you know, overgo, overtraining, overworking, over, overly fo fixated on reps, PRs, aesthetic goals, body fat percentages. I think we're, we're, my guess is we're dealing with, you know, like myself, overly, you, you, you're, um, overcompensated in the kind of the emotional realm and you find good, you can always find an excuse not to train and not to do things and, you know that 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 side of it is a bigger factor which is why i think this is this is powerful yeah <clears throat> yeah for sure and i and actually yeah now that you've pulled pulled me back in and i don't have to you know every point i make account for everybody that might be listening you're absolutely right i think that when i was thinking about this i was thinking about people that you know it's great that they've, they've reached a place where they want to make that change but um and the gym is or exercising, but I'm going to say the gym that for us is that most of the time people are coming into contact. Oh, we want to make some health changes in your life. Well, then you're going to have to go to the gym. And that is, it, it initially just builds a, a lot of pressure on that environment anyway. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't really like it, but that's kind of that kind of environment. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, it just seemed that like, there's a lot of chat about exercise. Yeah. Like I said, exercise being something that you can use in order to help with your mental health and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it just makes it just very big, very big for people that are, you know, wanting to make lasting holistic change in their life, long-term change. And there's this one environment that it seems like it, if it doesn't tick all of these boxes, if it's, if you don't leave and have filled up all those buckets that I was talking about, mental health check, uh, I've made progress check. I feel and look better. Check, check, check that it can just be not a very enjoyable experience. So just to f focus on some objective numbers and to trust that if those are going in the right direction, 
those other things will you know fall into line or you can just find other ways in order to address those kind of things the gym can just be that place where you go to to objectively know whether you're getting better or not and and i want to shoehorn something else in is it that that level of objectivity <clears throat> assumes responsibility which is something we're always not always something we we like to shy from as humans um and we need to find a way to get that back in back into our lives like taking responsibility over your health like we we're so quick to outsource it and the, the health services are so quick to help you outsource your responsibility your decision making but if you're turning up and you're just trying to hit one more kilogram um or you're trying to knock off 30 seconds off your 10k or a minute off your 10k whatever it is like whatever discipline because i want to be agnostic of of going to the gym strength training whatever you whatever you're out there doing body weight whatever um one more press up one more whatever it is you know that there's a that assumes a level of responsibility and you know i really want to highlight that and that is progress like taking taking it on pointing the finger at yourself first before uh being quick to to kind of find an excuse back to my rant last week yeah let's not open that up again you were really going for it it was good to see though passion (laughs) so yeah that's my main point just like um you know get back to the or or experiment with the idea that the gym is somewhere that you go to perform and to get faster stronger rather than worrying about all those other things uh, that you're told at the gym has got to be <clears throat> for you or a weight loss tool or, you know, your, your therapist or all those other things, just get back into doing one more push up, things slightly faster. And I reckon for lots of us, good stuff will happen and come out of that. Yep. Roger, Roger that. <clears throat> Roger that. Okay. So uh, on to the final segment of the show. Well, I get to go again now, don't I? Yeah, it is my turn to have a bit of a rant. It is. So, um, yeah, what was I, you know, more stuff that I was thinking about. And this is, I want to preface this by saying that when you find somebody, you know, like this guy, who's going on a rant (laughs) and talking about, talking about unnamed people, and you'll get a lot of this, I certainly get it in the, my little bubble on the internet, when people are making sort of, Instagram's, you know, TikTok statements to get instant attention. And so they start off by saying that I'm going to really lay into somebody here, but then they don't ever, excuse me, they don't ever bring that, they don't ever name one individual. It's like these coaches that, or this subset of people. I want to just, just remember that when people are saying that a lot of the time, what they're actually talking about is themselves. This is what I was doing six months ago to 12 months that I've now rethought or come round, but I'm not going to tell you that because it's better to talk about it in a more sort of abstract way. Um, So I'm going to make clear that this is something that I have caught myself doing recently. And I think I'm going to have a little bit of a rant out and throw it out to you guys as well, which is that just to remember that however you're consuming your social media these days, but I do a lot of it on Instagram and just to remember that the people that you are looking at 
are skewing your idea of whatever the bias is or whatever you're leaning towards at the time. But let's keep it sort of around the gym. I, I, you know, for me, I'm looking at what I perceive to be coaches that are better, got like other ideas further ahead or whatever, and so on and so forth. And to not let that, I sometimes let that affect me to the point where I end up doing less stuff because I don't think I'm ever going to be that good. Now, the point I was, so that's my own story. So this is where I can then say over to you guys, which is that if you're consuming uh, social media influencers, fitness people, and just to remember that it's their job <laughs> to be that knowledgeable, that um, athletic, that aesthetically pleasing, whatever it is that you're looking at, and that you can have... No, not even have, you can improve your health <laughs> dramatically by doing nowhere near what they're doing as a professional and that you just need to recalibrate sometimes. If you're looking at somebody with like a sweet set of abs and a really nice ass and like that's something that you really want, just remember that these people are doing this like every day. <laughs> and if you've got a lot of pulls and constraints on your time, that you're going to be, you know, chasing something or this feeling of or trying to replicate what they're doing and it's just not going to work out very well but that's not to say that you can't that you and i i reckon that people just sort of engage with things less because they're like well if i can't you know i'm not going to be like that and so they end up just sort of consuming it and just not doing anything because they can't do it that way so just remember guys these people are professionals and comparing yourself directly to other people is not great and that if you find yourself not engaging with your own health because you don't think you can ever do it the way that whoever you're consuming from on the internet is doing it that you need to recalibrate that and yeah so i guess the positive thing that i've been trying to do recently with certainly with new clients that are coming on board which is just figuring out what their expectation is, what kind of things that they've been consuming in the past, and then just making them feel much, much better about the stuff that they can do and actually calling them out and saying, you thought you needed to do six days a week, but to get where you need to do, you could like where you would want to be, you can get 80% of that, even 100% of that by just doing three days a week. And just to see how that, that sits with them and it makes them go, oh yeah, but I thought I, I thought I was going to have to do six. And you say, but you just have to explain it to them. Explain it to them and hopefully you can come and sort of bring them around so that they don't end up thinking that they're not good enough and just becoming disengaged in what they're doing. Because ultimately that six days a week is just not going to fit into their lives anyway. And it's also just not needed. So just be careful who you're consuming your information off uh, and how it's affecting you and how it's making you think about what you need to do and whether it's empowering you or making you feel disengaged from your training. And that is yeah. the end of my TED rant. Mate, I think there's there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So let me touch on a couple of the points that I heard. Um, so yeah, I think that starting at the, at the, at the, at the, the bit that you just mentioned, which is, 
when we reflect on others and we all do this we all play this comparison game all the time it's a very human thing to do we're, we're, we're mimetic we've got a mimetic part of the brain we're trying to mimic what's going on around us and the people that we see and that's a real problem with social media because there's so many people out there you're looking at you've got so many more interactions than your brain can handle so many more pictures of pretty people blah 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 so what that does that leads us to create a mountain that then we can't overcome so you 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 create inertia and you can't you're not able to um sustain inertia one of the laws of physics that an object at rest will remain at rest unless it's um generates energy enough energy to to, to create momentum i'm butchering that i thought you said so, this wasn't going to be the sciencey segment you are talking about <laughs> physics. yeah but uh but and, and part of our job is to really help people to push through that inertia and generate some momentum but i think yeah the more you look at people the more you're kind of stunned into into silence and and into this it, you know, not being able to move. Um, so that, that's a real problem. So like less of that is a good thing. <clears throat> back to your first point, I'll jump around a bit. Back to your first point, which was like when people are, are kind of having a go at, at other people on the internet, there's, there's lots going on there. And part of that is positioning themselves from a marketing perspective. But more importantly, what Matt was saying, which is they're just reflecting on their own, errors of the past m most commonly so if you if someone's saying things that you think or you've been doing or you are doing doesn't mean you're wrong um and it may maybe you are maybe you aren't that's not the point the point is you're at the stage you need to be at okay you're on a journey and you're at point a and that other person is person is put at point s so don't you know again don't compare yourself and don't think that they're they've never made a mistake because chances are they're just reflecting on the, the journey that they've been on. Well, obviously that's all they're doing. Obviously that's all they're doing because they can't reflect on your journey because they haven't lived it. Um, and, and yeah, and that's why you're here. When I, when I describe things, it's from my own kind of inadequacies and my own errors of judgment. And, you know, I, I, I kind of caveat lots of things by saying, I know this because I've fucking done it. Like I was that idiot that thought I was going to um, build muscle by training aerobically five times a week. And funnily enough, I didn't um, or, or not focusing on protein. You know, I was that guy. So yeah, just, 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 just be mindful that, that people will say anything to grab your attention on the internet. Um, and to, to, to your middle point, which is around, you know, their professionals in, in, in their endeavors. Um, and that's not to say you can't look a certain way that you want to look like, but the approach doesn't have to be the approach that they've taken. Like, they, like you said, Matt, the six, six times a week, you know, for, for two hours, you know, 12 hours a week training, whatever it might be like, you, you can get results quick without doing anywhere near that threshold of, of, of output for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with everything you've said, like normal, we're aligned. Makes sense. I'm glad that you were taking notes on what I said, because I sort of, I had that sort of rant blackout then. And I was like, I, I mean, if you'd asked me to, <laughs> to do it again, I, I couldn't do it. I suppose that's a, a sign of a good rant. Um, I think you summed it, it up very nicely. Necessity. And that, that, that middle bit, and I've, I've, again, I will say, I think I've felt that as well, just on the things, maybe not in the fitness world, but some of the other things that I've been doing recently with business, like looking at people that I perceive to, you know, and what are they doing and, um, and thinking, well, because I'm not doing things their way, just to not engage with it at all. It's just like, 
Matt, you, you don't need to you don't you don't need to be in that gear. You just need to get into first gear, and you be you see some really big progress. So again, I'm I'm the, I hope I did a good job at the beginning of saying prefacing that and saying like everything I'm about to say is I am guilty of as well. It's not always that attractive when you're putting that on Instagram or social media to always have to talk about yourself saying I'm an idiot, but then also get people to listen to you. So I understand why language sort of allows people to talk about this boogeyman or these boogie people that may or may not include themselves but just again yeah like we said if you catch yourself thinking oh yeah these people never make any mistakes they are talking about themselves as well they are not infallible yeah and it's there's a fine line between authority and authenticity like we 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 walk that tightrope as like you know as uh as um people putting the word out in the street what i was going to say is that in the analogy i was thinking of when you were talking through that fitness example you gave is we're all on a spiritual journey um and if you follow people that are kind of enlightened there's a couple of guys that i follow and I've, I've, I've had them on the podcast actually a guy called um jeff shrub shub shub um really lovely guy like he's 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 at a level the way he lives his life that is isn't anywhere near to my life and i watch him kind of walking barefoot on the streets of costa rica and you know meditating for hours and hours a day um i love you jeff by the way um like it's not and you know he's and when he communicates on his instagram like it's it's so different to the way my mindset up and the way i'm thinking about things and i find that's frustrating sometimes because i'm like well hang on like i I know this guy like what you know why am i not there and and what why is he kind of like so you're getting you're getting would you say to to use the young phrase are you getting triggered is it triggering do you have to catch yourself in that moment of thinking ah jeff and then come back to that idea of just being grateful for what you're doing and your journey right now rather than thinking i'm going to stop engaging because i can't meditate six hours a day and walk in costa rica yeah. i suppose yeah. you could do it down the uh, brighton yeah. pier mate yeah you could take your shoes off on the that. pier so... <laughs> i do <laughs> i've got my own version there's a point <laughs> like, let's, let's 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 wrap it up by saying that like i've got I've, i live my life and yeah um, screw costa rica yeah. we've got the pier yeah and if everyone's different mate everyone's different but yeah Got the Brighton Pier, Marathon Day. It's quite a ranty one, that wasn't it? It's quite, it's quite ranty. I, yeah, it's yeah. good, mate. I think that's 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 what the sections this this section's about, mate. When just um, I know you you hate dating them, don't you? But um, you, I suppose you could cut this bit out. But how long have you got until this marathon now? <laughs> Actually, you don't have to give the date. You can just tell me when the marathon is. When's the marathon? How long have so you got? At the end of the end of the month, I think I've got three weeks. I want to say three weeks. And are you? Sure. Are you entertaining, you know, is it, is it a taper? Is that what we call it? I'm going to have to. Are you tapering? So. Yeah. uh, So there's still time to do that. You've six, a six week block. Well, how long's the taper? A week? Yeah. So I'm going to have to do, basically I will train this week and next week. I'm just looking at the calendar. So basically I'll train this week and next week hard, trying to hit 20 miles before. So that's so. so. eight weeks so you've been so a seven week hard training block with a one week taper for all you strava guys out there yeah okay so um so i'll go hard 16th will be the last long run and then i'll then i'll just basically chill out for the week and then get some massage and get ready to rumble 
All right. And then my I, the last thing, you were talking about how you're going to let your rig get really sloppy or justify your sloppy rig because you're doing all this running. And I've told you to go and look at some guy that's probably taking, I don't say want to say probably, but maybe taking some extra curricular yes. um, supplement. But I don't know. Um, how are you getting these extra calories in you don't strike me as a sort of calorie counter so what's your strategy for getting in these extra cows and is what you're eating delicious um i try to be uh so i basically i basically i squeeze an extra meal in um a calorific meal in the sort of early afternoon so i just had Shape it of I just donuts? Had a, mm, that was last week <laughs> but I didn't buy okay. them. No, no. It's, so I, I, different options, uh, really. A loophole. But, um, maybe like maybe a couple of couple of sandwiches. But um, my by preference at the moment is a um, 450 gram tub of uh, full fat Greek yogurt. <laughs> full fat Greek yogurt. <laughs> um, yeah. That you're putting the pork pies in. Lovely. <laughs> Mashing that really pork good. pie in there. I reckon you, I reckon you could get three mini pork pies. Three mini pork pies into a 500 yogurt but you, you i mean Blech. the yogurt that's going to give you some protein you, you're going full fat full sugar full leaded not none of this unleaded yeah. yogurt stuff is that yeah good lad it's it's, it's not sweetened so it's, it's, it's but yeah yeah if at any time i need extra calories it's i'm always uh, i'm still leaning on the malt loaf it's just perfectly formed delicious yeah. that's what that's what i go for well, uh, no, my, it's going to be preference, 800 calories a day. My preference would be a spanakopita, which is a, a spinach pie of Greek pardon? variety. <laughs> but cheesy? Very cheesy? Cheese. Yeah, cheese and spinach. It's got to be one pie. Got to be eight, 900 calories easy. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. All right, we'll keep going with that, and then we'll check in, check in with Nick's mar- we'll marathon watch next week. See how you're going. See how that mobility is yeah. treating you. We will, mate. Okay, right. I'm going to get a train. Happy to stop. I got to see you later. Have you? Happy to stop, baby. Thank you for listening to that episode. <laughs> Hopefully, it brought lots of value to you, and uh, maybe smile, and maybe even laugh. Anyway. Um, Really quick, uh, if you go over to fitleandad.com, that's fitleandad.com, you can sign up uh, to take your fitness and less level. So all the stuff that we talk about, um, I try and consolidate that into into free challenges and coaching programs. Uh, all the information is at fitleandad.com. You can subscribe there, get on the next free challenge um, to take your fitness to the next level. Simple as that, get yourself across there. Also, what would be great if you could share this podcast with someone who you think would find it beneficial comedy value um we'll just have a giggle at our expense (laughs) it's up to you anyway thank you very much i really appreciate your support